Private sector commerce has literally come to a halt as we struggle to cope with COVID-19. Citizens and businesses in the U.S. and around the globe are counting on their governments to manage the health care and financial crises and put them on a track toward recovery. Opportunities abound for government contractors who are ready to respond and can move quickly to fill the need, but you must be proactive and nimble to end up on the winning side of this situation. In this timely discussion, Shirley and her guest Jeff Leitner of Red Team Consulting provide insight into where the opportunities lie and what government contractors can do to position themselves to not only survive, but thrive and grow in this turbulent period. Enjoy the conversation. Hello everyone and welcome. To say these are unsettling times is an understatement. At the time of this recording, there are over 26,000 deaths in the United States and 125,000 globally. Those numbers will most certainly increase. Governments, nonprofits, and private businesses collectively and independently are fighting a common enemy. As in all crises, there are negative impacts, but also opportunities. Those of us in government contracting are being called upon in many ways to pivot or scale up to meet the ever-changing demands to help detect, protect, cure, analyze, respond, and mitigate this threat to our existence. Our purpose today is to sort through the strategies and actions being taken by savvy contractors to do their part in helping the government serve the American people. My guest to help sort through these issues is Jeff Leitner, Vice President of Consulting at Red Team Consulting. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, Shirley. It's great to join you. Jeff, we only briefly introduced you. Tell the audience a little more about your company and yourself. I've been working in various roles in public sector proposals for 30 years plus. I've worked as a consultant and as an employee in various size companies, always in government contracting. I've worked in most roles in business development, capture, and proposals over the years. I'm now, as you said, Vice President of Consulting for Red Team Consulting. We're a mid-sized consulting firm focused on helping the government contracting community bid for and win competitive contracts. I'm really excited to work for Red Team because we're a fun group with a focus on doing all the right things to help our clients win and grow. In my role, I get to work on our active consulting projects to make sure our consultants have what they need to succeed and to make sure our clients are getting the support they expected. I also get to deliver all our proposal training. Thank you, Jeff. We're glad to have you today. Let's dive right in. The question I get most often is, are you seeing a slowdown in contracting activity since presumably much of the federal government activity has been disrupted? What has been your experience so far? When the pandemic started to take hold, we were watching to see if the government would slow its procurement activity, particularly when many government agencies started having their workforces stay home. But we've seen a fairly steady stream of procurements being released, at least in draft form, over the past few weeks. It's a tribute to our government customer procurement teams, frankly, that they're pressing ahead with their mission, despite everything that's going on. We did notice that as government contractors transitioned to working from home in mid-March, Uh, that there were a few procurements that were being delayed, but only by a few weeks. Do you think that will change if the social distancing measures being implemented by the states stretch into the summer? 
We'll be watching to see if the pace of procurement slows down into the summer. My guess is that at some point, the government may selectively choose to pause some procurements where the mission of the resulting contract wouldn't succeed without the participants being physically co-located. In those cases, it may be possible for the procurement shops to send out solicitations and evaluate proposals, but there'd be no point in starting up a contract that could not proceed with everyone working from home. Have you seen the agencies redirecting their funds to respond to COVID-19? One obvious impact we've seen has been in health-related contracting. We're seeing some larger procurements from HHS, the VA, and the Military Health Service get postponed so that those agencies can redirect their staff to pandemic-related response activities. One example is the VA's Electronic Health Records Modernization Program. The VA announced on April 3rd that they're pausing that project to reallocate staff to respond to the pandemic. That's certainly understandable, given the recent increases in COVID-19 cases in the VA care facilities. On the other hand, I'm seeing some procurements accelerating their schedules and significant changes in procurement policy have been instituted to accommodate rapid procurement. The OMB issued a memo in March that, among other things, increases the simplified acquisition procedure limits for commercial items to $13 million. And simultaneously, DCMA issued a determination with capital D, that all products and services associated with COVID-19 are considered commercial items. So what that means is that sole source direct awards can be issued up to $13 million. So Jeff, in what other ways have you seen the federal government working to keep the contractor community informed and supporting small contractors? The government is making some changes, as you said, surely to simplify some acquisitions, particularly with an eye toward those contracts that help the government address the pandemic, and also in an effort to support the contracting community. For example, the government issued a memo to provide for accelerated payments to small business contractors and subcontractors. Interestingly, the government's website, www.acquisition.gov slash coronavirus, is the place the government is publishing its various memos and rules related to contracting to support the pandemic response. It's worth a look if you're in this business. That's certainly a web address worth bookmarking and checking regularly. What have you seen on the contracting community side? How are people connecting, teaming, and selling? The pandemic and the ensuing stay-at-home orders have created an immediate need to put in place a broad remote work capability across our industry. The good news is, unlike some other industries, those of us in the government contracting community have been edging toward remote work already. Over the past several years, companies have been flirting with allowing staff members to work remotely, and there's a whole body of knowledge developing on how to conduct proposal development with a completely remote team. For capture and proposal development activities, most companies can make the shift to fully remote work with some element of grace. To be sure, there are companies and individuals who cling to the old-school ideas of getting everyone in a room for the duration of the proposal effort, but those companies and people need to adapt quickly to remote work or risk getting left behind. Certainly, companies can and should be developing remote capabilities for their internal systems, but what about the networking and briefing elements of business development? What are smart companies doing to stay connected to their customers and to one another? 
savvy businesses look for opportunities to participate in the virtual government and industry community. They get involved with industry associations to see how they can support webinars, virtual events, and other professional development activities. Staying involved with industry advocate groups helps you understand near-term and long-term shifts in the priorities of your target customers. I'm seeing that aggressive small businesses and more seasoned business development folks have not skipped a beat. They can't afford to. They are continuing to reach out, send capability statements, and conduct web-based briefings to their target agencies. So, Jeff, many agencies are responding to the COVID-19 crisis now. How are you advising your clients who have existing contracts or relationships? While companies may be tempted to focus customer outreach efforts on upcoming selling efforts, I'd advise them to stay close to their existing customers and track performance on existing contracts. Try also to understand how your customers' priorities are shifting as a result of the pandemic. Keep in mind that some customer efforts might be put on the back burner. Don't be pushy and try to convince the agency to prioritize those procurements in your pipeline. Instead, look for opportunities to support your customers' response to the pandemic. This could be a great opportunity to broaden your footprint within an agency, and those backburner efforts will pop up in due time. That's a good point. Everyone is stressed right now. I advise my clients to call their customers and simply say, how can I help you? I am hearing anecdotally that government personnel are actually easier to get on the phone now that they are working from home and not spending as much time commuting or in meetings. Think about what life was like back in January and February. We were attending conferences and industry events in person, paying visits to our customers, meeting with partners and vendors as we developed our growth strategies. All that's out the window for both us and our customers. You're right that many of our customers are working from home and may have some more availability. I'm a big fan of personal outreach. Having a phone conversation with a government staff member who's involved in an upcoming procurement helps them realize that you're an actual human, not just a company logo trying to make money. That said, you should always be respectful of your customer's time and personal circumstances. It's usually better to arrange a phone call in advance via email to make sure your customer can get away from the distractions at home when talking with you. We're all sharing a -a once-in-a-generation interruption to normal life, so make sure you're checking in on your customers as human beings first before diving into your sales pitch. Very good advice. And, you know, I hope that this practice continues even when the crisis is over. Some agencies, like the SBA, are shifting rapidly to accommodate the stimulus, rolling out new programs, accelerating and expanding some and pausing others. In what ways are you seeing agencies shifting to a pandemic response or to the economic stimulus? Federal government has been extremely busy executing contracts to address the pandemic specifically. In the three weeks from March 13th to April 3rd, for example, the federal government awarded 1,039 unique contracts across 564 vendors, totaling well over a billion dollars in contract value. These contracts have been, for example, for manufacturing N95 masks, providing loan processing assistance and financial support services, retrofitting alternate care facilities and developing and implementing hardware and software to expand telehealth capabilities. The top four federal funding agencies for pandemic-related contracts so far are the HHS Office of the Assistant Secretary of Preparedness and Response, FEMA, the Small Business Administration's Office of Disaster Assistance, 
and the VA Technology Acquisition Center. Yes. It's actually quite surprising to learn of all the new initiatives literally across the federal government. I'm seeing additional procurements coming out of uh, NIH and CDC, obviously, but also State Department, Labor, Treasury, HUD, and the Department of Agriculture. So in your opinion, how can contractors position themselves to help these agencies? In some ways, now is the time to redouble your efforts to win business the right way. That means focusing on the customer, track and assess the actions various state, federal, and local government agencies are taking to address the pandemic. Don't be tempted by new virus-related work that is not in your sweet spot of capabilities. Look closely for an alignment between what you're good at and what a government agency needs. Three major emergency stimulus packages have been signed into law since March 6th with wide impacts to existing and new contract actions. Agencies, including DOD, DHS, the Justice Department, GSA, Office of Management and Budget, NASA, SBA, and USAID have all published directives to loosen restrictions and raise thresholds to address pandemic impacts. Make sure you understand these new directives before pursuing pandemic-related work with those agencies. Absolutely. The adage, know your customer, is especially true right now. You need to understand what their focus is at this moment. And if there is a match with your skills or products, reach out with solutions. I would direct contractors' attention to the websites of those agencies you just mentioned to learn the specifics related to the stimulus packages. Does the government's pandemic response create any unique contracting opportunities, Jeff? Well, when we think about what various government agencies are doing in response to COVID-19, we think first of those agencies involved in medical care and treatment, of course. But this is not just a medical problem. Governments are reacting to a variety of issues related to the response. Also, while your organization may be primarily focused on the federal government, much of the pandemic response has been shouldered by state and local governments. This may be an opportunity to grow into those markets. For example, many state governments are staffing up call centers to handle the enormous surge in unemployment insurance claims. If your company has an expertise in call center staffing, maybe this work would be a good fit for your company. In a way, this reminds me of the Y2K computer bug for those who are old enough to have been working in this business in the late 90s. You'll remember that a bunch of companies had spikes in activity doing software remediation to help computer systems from failing when the year turned to 2000. I was a proposal consultant at the time, and I wrote a bunch of Y2K proposals for various state governments. It was a crazy time. I certainly agree. We were running an IT company at the time, and it definitely was a crazy time. I would add to your comments that just as in the private sector, how the government works will change as a result of this crisis, and contractors' products and services need to evolve as well to meet those new guidelines and opportunities. Jeff, we need to take a break. We're speaking today with Jeff Leitner, Vice President of Consulting at Red Team Consulting, about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on federal contractors and what they can do to survive and indeed prosper during these challenging times. When we come back, we'll talk about how companies can be proactive to help the government during this unique time in history. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
This Growth Masters Federal presentation is hosted by Shirley Collier, President and Founder of Scale to Market. Scale to Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and build market value by developing and executing customized data-driven business development playbooks, building efficient information systems, and creating high-performing BD teams. Utilizing the proprietary Davey Business Development Growth Framework, Scale to Market partners with business owners and executives to increase their company's value by achieving profitable and sustainable growth in the federal marketplace. Email Shirley at scollier at scaletomarket.com to obtain your copy of the Davy Growth Framework. Scale to Market now has available the Entrepreneur's Playbook, priced and scaled for federal contractors with less than 20 employees or $2 million in federal revenues. The Entrepreneur's Playbook is a business development plan of action focusing on those key activities necessary for small businesses to win federal contracts. Learn more about the Entrepreneur's Playbook and other solutions scaled to your company's size and objectives at the Scale to Market website. And now back to Shirley and Jeff Leitner of Red Team Consulting as they discuss the opportunities and challenges of operating your GovCom business in the age of COVID-19. Welcome back. Before the break, we were discussing some of the unique opportunities created given the government's response to the COVID-19 crisis. Jeff, you talked about state and local entities and the need for call center staffing as an example. I also have observed that the COVID-19 crisis has increased demand for project management, agile development, media relations, and loan processing skills, to name a few. As you mentioned earlier, Jeff, it's not just medical supplies and personnel that the government needs. I think we've established that there's a lot of opportunity out there. Let's talk now about the how. What are some strategies for responding to virus or stimulus-related contracting opportunities? Well, surely the first step is to see how your company's capabilities align with the various needs of government agencies. Now is not the time to try to become something you're not. The keys to being prepared to respond to the needs of government agencies who are providing pandemic response are to be quick, flexible, and creative in bringing solutions. Companies should leverage any existing capabilities to respond quickly to solicitations. If your company has a task order proposal response team, for example, those people know how to pump out proposals quickly without losing proposal quality or competitiveness. Look also for non-traditional partners to solve pandemic-related problems with unique solutions. For example, some top universities have shifted their research priorities to the pandemic challenge. My alma mater, the University of Michigan, for example, is working on a project to collect live street camera data to help cities track social distancing. They are also working as part of a consortium research and contamination of N95 masks. While universities are not always at the center of government contracting, they may make ideal partners to bring non-traditional solutions for pandemic problems. Similarly, I've seen small businesses partner with federally funded research and development centers very successfully. The FFRDC brings the research muscle and the small businesses bring the commercialization, business development, and contracting expertise. Partnering with these labs put contractors on a sort of inside-the-fence footing with some agencies that have long-standing relationships with many of these labs. Jeff, we've established there's an increasing opportunity right now for savvy federal contractors. 
but there's also increasing competition as companies are seeing their private sector projects slowing while federal purchasing increases. What steps should companies take now to prepare themselves to respond quickly to emerging opportunities? Once a company has identified where in the pandemic response they feel they have some strengths and could help government agencies, it would probably make sense to sequester a team to focus on pandemic procurement response. This team could include people with capture strategy skills, proposal management and writing skills, and technical solution expertise. As you start to submit proposals for pandemic response, create a library of proposal content so you can pull related material into each new proposal quickly. Don't forget to focus on the various changes in contracting for pandemic response. Many agencies are pushing out new regulations and directives, so companies should designate a contract lead who can become in-house experts on those new directives and how they impact how you can bid. That's very good advice. And I would add that management needs to reprioritize and to a certain degree restructure their BD systems and processes to address this new environment. Some may see the pandemic as an opportunity to make a lot of money. How should companies approach the pricing aspects of new federal contracting opportunities? This is not a time to price gouge. Your customers will remember those who work with them in partnership to get through these challenging times and those who take advantage of the crisis to get rich. Once the pandemic crisis is over, your performance during the crisis could remake your reputation with your customers for better or for worse. If you can develop a reputation as a company that is stepping up in the country's best interest to support the government's pandemic response and as a trusted partner, you'll carry that reputation into your post-pandemic future. I certainly agree with that. The opportunity is not necessarily in larger margins, but more in new opportunities and an increasing volume of work. The post-pandemic future could be a new positive trajectory for some companies. Let's talk now about how companies should prioritize the opportunities they pursue. We've talked these past few minutes about pandemic response-related contract opportunities, but companies should be careful about where they place their emphasis in the coming months. Companies should avoid the temptation to chase pandemic-related work if it means ignoring their core business. Companies have limited resources to pursue new business, and if they shift their growth organizations to chase primarily pandemic-related work, they won't be able to bid on the work they've been targeting as a part of their growth strategy. They may be able to generate a bunch of revenue in 2020, but do possibly irreparable harm to their long-term growth. Yes. The advice I've been giving to my clients is similar with an emphasis on strategy. If you are a cybersecurity firm, what role can you play to mitigate the increasing risk associated with working from home or the increase in threats that the COVID crisis has brought? If you're a data analytics company, how can you help analyze the torrent of data that is being collected about the crisis, the impact to our economy, and the stimulus response? Smart contractors will want to get out in front of these trends. That brings us to the topic of leadership, which is needed now more than ever. When it comes time to turn the ship, the captain must be at the helm. What are some of the practical elements a leadership team should be focusing on? 
Leadership teams should get comfortable quickly with conducting strategy meetings and pipeline reviews via video conference calls. It takes some getting used to and the dynamics shift a bit, but leadership teams should be able to maintain effectiveness despite working remotely. The key is to make sure you stay focused on your goals and objectives for growth. Then take extra steps to keep your team in the loop. With a change in environment, it's easy to lose sight of what we're working towards. Working in a virtual world now does not mean you have to abandon your corporate growth strategies. Leadership is always important, but is mission critical in times of crises. Everyone is stressed and worried about their paychecks and their health. I work primarily with the founders of small businesses and their teams. I've been emphasizing empowerment. This virus makes us feel like victims. Let's counteract that with action. What can we do? Be proactive, support one another, and support your government clients. No one has a crystal ball, Jeff, but based upon your experience, how could government requirements change in the near to midterm, say over the next year to 18 months? I certainly wish I could predict with some certainty what life will look like in that time frame. When you look at how various parts of government have responded to the pandemic so far, I think you could reasonably draw a couple of conclusions about what changes might stick. First, it's hard to dispute that a significant bulk of the response has fallen on state governments. This likely means that those government entities have been modernizing their procurement mechanisms in a hurry. And many traditionally federal contracting companies may be turning their attention to state and local governments, so the competition there could become saturated with national players who have not previously been competitive forces in the state and local markets. Second, federal government agencies will likely discover that they can reliably procure goods and services quickly without relying on long, drawn-out, and complicated procurement processes. So we may see agencies trying to institutionalize and standardize procurement efficiencies. This means we will all have to get good at a quicker procurement pace without compromising our growth hard to know exactly what will change in 12 to 18 months, but it's just as hard to imagine that the government contracting world will go back to business as usual. It's a dynamic time in our world. It certainly is, Jeff. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our audience today. It's been my pleasure, Shirley. Thank you. Folks, if you would like to get in touch with Jeff, he can be reached at jeff.leitner at redteamconsulting.com, and his last name is spelled L-E-I-T-N-E-R. Or you can reach out to us here at Skelta Market, and we'll make sure you're connected. This is Shirley Collier, president of Skelta Market and host of the Growth Masters Federal Podcast, signing off for now. As we close, I want to thank you for joining us today and encourage you to visit our website where you will find our library of podcasts, webcast, white papers, my blog, and other resources. While there, please leave us a comment or suggestion so we can stay focused on what's important to you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. For more information on how to instill enduring BD management principles and practices into your GovCom business, give us a call, reach out to Shirley on LinkedIn, or visit our website at scaletomarket.com. That's scale2market.com. For those who like visuals to follow along with the conversation, our podcasts are also available as webcasts. 
which you'll find on the Scale to Market website. For those who get their information on the go, you can find the podcast wherever you get yours, and subscribing to the Growth Masters Federal channel will ensure you don't miss any. As Shirley said, and as always, we welcome your feedback and hope you'll join us again soon for another informative Growth Masters Federal presentation on growing your business in the federal sector.